save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Picken. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Be sure to check out our merchandise store, too. Also, we did a segment with Zach Lyons from Football and Other F-Words. Be sure to check that out, too. Should be out here on the Internet. Week one of the NFL season is upon us. The Titans and Dolphins kick off at Hard Rock Stadium on noon on Sunday, the Titans open up as one and a half point favorites. It's expected to be in the mid to upper 80s on Sunday. Should be a hot game. Uh, the Dolphins are 20 and 16 all time against the Titans. And two years ago, the Titans won in convincing fashion, 30 to 17 in Miami. The last time Marcus Mariota visited Miami in Week Five excuse me, week six, to drop the Dolphins to one and four right before the Dolphins started their win streak that eventually got them into the playoffs. This past year, the Dolphins defeated the Titans 16-10 to with Matt Castle at quarterback. So this should be a very interesting game with a lot of interesting matchups. We're going to go, go over a few of those too. Paul, what are some things that stick out for you as things the Dolphins need to do to win this game? One of the biggest things for me in this game is something we saw a lot of in the preseason. We've seen a lot of from the Dolphins through the years, and I know we've talked about it a great deal, so I'm not going to over-the-top push it. But with the Dolphins in that wide-nine scheme now and the fact that the defensive tackles push upfield, they're really reliant on their linebackers, not only covering tight ends and running backs, but also in the run game, and in particular with a mobile quarterback, which Mariota's averaged, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 yards rushing a year, and we've seen that he's a mobile quarterback. He's not afraid to tuck and run with it. And having seen the middle linebacker position get washed out, we've talked about how Rake needs to get stronger. The defensive tackle's pushing up field, and if Rake gets washed out on our quarterback run, that could be a very lethal thing for Miami. It could make, make things a long day for this team. So that's one thing that I'm looking at and really is going to be one of the biggest keys for me in this game because if they have to start spying safeties, they're not going to have that help in the, in the passing game that they need. And really just mobile quarterbacks have killed the Dolphins, and I'd love to see Miami come out and have a statement game from Rake McMillan in this one against Marcus Mariota as, as one-on-one as that sounds. The other thing Yeah, I'm, too, I'm with you on that. And sorry to cut you off because I got to jump in there too. Is as far as mobile quarterbacks are concerned, I looked at the Dolphins the last two years in seven games in particular. Tyrod against Tyrod Taylor, Cam Newton, Marcus Mariota, Colin Kaepernick, all four of those quarterbacks, all mobile. One thing I noticed in those games is that with these DNs and this four-three scheme spread so wide out and rushing the passer, what I noticed in those games is that the opposing offense would actually use that against the Dolphins. They would get those rushers coming up the field, wipe them out of the play, 
And then as long as they don't come on the back end and take down the quarterback or take down the running back, that can be a big problem. And, and I, it's caused a lot of problems in these contests. The quarterbacks that I'm referring to in those seven games have six, had 16 touchdowns and one interception. So, yeah, it's, it's with these scrambling quarterbacks and this nine-wide scheme, the Dolphins really do have to tighten up. They really do, and the biggest thing, as as I said before, is is whether or not Rake McMillan is able to hold up against the wash. We've said he needs to get stronger, and, and that's a big thing, but really he is going to be the biggest key in all of this because Miami's going to have to keep him home to spy the quarterback. Miami's going to have to keep him from getting washed out. If not, those defensive ends aren't going to be able to push up the field as much. If not, those defensive tackles are going to have to make adjustments to stay home a little bit, and that's going to completely affect everything that Miami does on defense and, and get them away from their game plan. So Rake McMillan is definitely a huge key cog in this one. Um, I know Zachary Lyons brought up the strength of the Titans secondary and being a little bit uh, woebegone about Miami's receiving core. It's funny to me to hear – the impression that folks outside of the Dolphins organization have in regards to Devontae Parker. He, to me, being out just improves Ryan Tannehill's touchdown to interception ratio for at least one more game. So having Tannehill back and having the improved wide receiver core without Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker uh, really is going to be helpful, as well as just getting to see the new marquee tight ends in this game, um, in particular Mike Gusecki. I like Devontae Parker as a matchup person, but he also did cause a lot of interceptions over the last two years. Looking at the run defense, going back to that, which is such a huge part of this, it's been a concern for the Dolphins defense all throughout preseason. It was a concern after they lost to Dominican Sue. It was a concern when they had in Dominican Sue. So I don't expect the Dolphins to be sturdy on run defense in this game. I don't expect them to be sturdy all year. What I do want them to see is on first down, Deion Lewis gets a handoff and he gets stopped three yards in the backfield a couple of times a game. That sets up a second and 13. And now the Titans really do have to win by passing the football with Marcus Mariota, which is not an ideal situation for them to be in. So that's one thing is making plays in the backfield to offset what should be a, a tough run defense for the Dolphins. Secondly, I think another thing is when the Dolphins have the ball on offense, Ryan Tannehill, first game back, we've waited, gosh, almost two years now uh, to see Ryan Tannehill back. It's key that they really spread the field and attack some weak parts of the Titans secondary. Kevin Byard had eight interceptions last year, their free safety. The rest of the Titans team only had four. Adoree Jackson, their first round pick last year was impressive, didn't make a lot of plays but projects as a very good player going forward. Malcolm Butler, who played for the Patriots, I cannot believe the Titans gave him the contract that they did. Every time the Dolphins played him, I was hoping that they were going to target him in New England. Hopefully that's the case here. But if the Dolphins can spread the field offensively, then you may end up seeing an Albert Wilson against a Kenny Vaccaro or against a linebacker, which is going to be a really good ma matchup for the Dolphins to be in. And I could see Ryan Tannehill very effectively moving the ball down the field in those situations. 
I completely can, too. I mean, we saw a lot from Ryan Tannehill this preseason. I know not everybody listening to this show is completely sold on Tannehill at this point. You're entitled to your opinion, but please know that you're wrong. Um, Tannehill looks like he's back. And, you know, seeing the fact that he took a few hits in the preseason, seeing some of the throws that he made this preseason, and seeing the fact that he's got receivers that can go and get the ball now, that's a huge factor for this guy. It's this is going to be a very big year for Tannehill if he can stay healthy. Now, if he can't, well, we've already talked about that extensively in our previous shows. But I really think this is going to be a statement game from Tannehill in this one, given all the weapons he has and given what Drake is going to force opponent opposing defenses to do and, and starting right here with the Titans. It's going to open things up in the passing game and, and, it seems like Gase is trusting the playbook to open up a little wider and a little deeper this year, which is a fantastic thought to see because I know we've been crying for it for years. Yes, and spreading the field wide open and taking advantage of those matchups also improves Kenyon Drake's ability to get into space too. Uh, it's going to be 85 to 90 degrees in Miami, or at least it's scheduled to be right now, and that heat needs to be used against the Titans if the Dolphins are going to be successful. A big matchup I'm looking at, too, that may have a huge impact on this game is you've got Laramie Tunzel against Brian Arakbo. And if Laramie Tunzel can can block Brian Arakbo one-on-one and be up to that challenge, there may not be a lot of pass rush other than that because Derek Morgan, who's typically Arakbo's running mate, is iffy for the game. It's unlikely at the time of this recording that he'll play. Harold Landry, their second-round pick, who looked impressive in the summer, also is questionable for this game, even if they do play, who knows how healthy they're going to be. So if Tunzel can hold down Brian Arakbo at that left tackle spot, Ryan Tannehill may have a lot of time to throw the ball, and that's going to be a big key to the game too. Paul, does anything else stick out for you? I think you slightly touched on it right there. My last point is really this new and improved offensive line as a whole it is going to get in – Let's face it, they're an NFL defensive line, but the, the defensive line of the Titans does not scare me. The, the best part of the Titans' defense is their secondary, but they don't have the defensive line to supplement that secondary. So the folks in the secondary are going to probably have to cover for a long time, given Miami's improved offensive line and the fact that they're going to have to play a little more honest on the defensive line because of Kenyon Drake in space. So – Overall, I think Miami's offensive line is going to be a huge key in this game. And the fact that the Titans have a less than stellar defensive line, in my opinion, is really going to help solidify this offensive line, get them a little confidence playing together moving forward after this game. See, I'm a little worried about the Titans' defensive line. Jarrell Casey has been one of the better players in this league for a while. Daquan Jones, Austin Johnson, Benny Logan – stout players but not very flashy so it'll be a big test for the Dolphins offensive line to begin with here as far as creating holes for Kenyon Drake and protecting Ryan Tannehill another thing too to keep an eye on Jack Conklin was it's kind of a miracle he's even in talks to play this game at right tackle he was supposed to begin on the PUP list, did not, and he's going to be iffy for this game. But even if he plays, he's going to go up against Cameron Wake, and who knows how well that knee is going to hold up. That's another matchup the Dolphins could possibly exploit. Paul, how do you see this game going? What's your prediction? 
I really think Miami opening it up on offense, the fact that they finally have some tight ends to create some mismatches, the fact they've got the improved wide receiving core, and I do expect, as, as I know you pointed out a little bit, Kenyon Drake to see probably two-thirds of the touches from the backfield in this game. Um, healthy Ryan Tannehill, and given some of the weak spots, given some of the injuries, given what have you from the Titans, I, I think Miami takes this one 23 to 13. I'm going to go with the Titans 27 to 20. I've said for weeks that even with the injuries, I don't see the best matchups here for the Dolphins. The last time these two teams met with Marcus Mariota at quarterback and they were able to spread the field out and have those inside run plays, the Titans ran for 231 yards against the Dolphins. I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but the Dolphins' defense, especially their front seven, matching up against that one-two punch of Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis, as well as Marcus Mariota being a threat to run the ball at any time, I think that makes the difference in this one. I'm going to go Dolphins 27-20. to 20. That will do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins-Titans matchup. You're listening to Cat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Be sure to check out our merchandise store as well. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us out. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what we're